You're listening to Education Review Radio. Hello, I'm Wade Zaglis, the Education Editor for Education Review. The big issue of the week was undoubtedly the Royal Commission into Disability Education. As parents and guardians, we place a lot of trust in teachers. Not only do we need to trust them for more pragmatic reasons like needing to return to work, but the idea of socialising a child hinges on the trust that a teacher and, by extension, school leadership can provide. As you can imagine, these issues of trust are compounded when you have a child with a disability, no matter how mild or serious it may be. This week, the Royal Commission into Violence, Abuse, Neglect and Exploitation of People with Disability kicked off in Townsville, with a four-day hearing devoted to the educational experiences of children with disability in Australia. It must be said from the outset that well-trained, well-suited and supported mainstream teachers are doing incredible jobs in some parts of the country. Three North Queensland schools in particular have introduced policies of full educational inclusion, adjusting curriculums and making students feel valued and welcome. However, as testimony after testimony made clear, one instance of violence, abuse and segregation of a child with disabilities is one too many. Day one of the hearing heard the disturbing tale of a child with Down syndrome, whose early schooling years were mainly characterised by segregation, exclusion verbal abuse from her teacher and rough handling. When the mother, given the pseudonym AAA to protect her child's identity, constantly brought up the issues with the principal, she was treated as something of a neurotic mother who had a relationship problem with the teacher. It took several years and moves to different schools for the child's severe anxiety to begin to abate. Day two of the Royal Commission into Disability contained more horrifying testimony, with a mother, also called AAA, stating that her five children with mild to moderate disabilities were belittled in front of their peers. One of her sons had his hat taken off and slapped in his face by a teacher who wasn't happy he was standing at the back of the line, despite his sensory problems. Her daughter, who also experienced sensory problems, was also belittled and felt embarrassed when asking the teacher to go to the toilet. One of the most disturbing instances, however, was when the mother's other son, who suffers from fine motor skill challenges, had his maths workbook ripped up by his teacher and thrown in his face. In relation to these shocking incidents, the mother said, Most teachers come out of uni not knowing how to make adjustments. They're fearful because they don't want to do it wrong. I'm surprised to find that I work with people, including principals and administrators, who still find that children with disabilities should not be taught in an inclusive environment or actually understand what it looks like in reality. Yesterday was the last day of the four-day hearing into disability education and focused exclusively on the architect of the inclusive education policy in Queensland. It has been noted that the role or nature of special schools has been curiously absent from the hearings, despite the fact that one of the Commission's aims was to establish whether special education centres need to take on a greater role in the school in school in schooling of children with disabilities. 
I'm Wade Zagler, and thank you for listening to Education Review.